the second, where have you been? Uh, I went away for a bit. Oh, I thought perhaps since you turned 40, you were having a midnight crisis and you'd uh, you hold yourself up in a garage somewhere. No, no, no. You mean by the end of a rope? Maybe, with the car running. <laughs> and here we go. Two guys lose the plot. I was in um, Dollywood. Oh, and how is Dolly? <laughs> Dolly's fine. Hasn't aged a day. No, I was uh, in Israel. Uh, I got uh, drafted. Uh, you'd never believe that, would you? No, the military actually would pay not to have you. <laughs> Why, man? If I said, look, man, I, I've been drafted. I've, I've, I've got to go serve. Maybe the Salvation Army. No. That's, that's all I'd believe. <laughs> really? What would, serve what? Uh, dinner to uh, the people in the chow hall? Maybe. Yes. Shine some shoes. Yeah, so I've uh, recently gotten back and people are dicks the world over. I was going to say, so everywhere, everyone's the same dick. It doesn't matter what language they speak. No, no, there's, uh, there's dickery everywhere. And it, the only difference is it's in a different language and uh, you get a chance to be offended in two ways. Firstly, because you know there's animosity because you don't speak the language. And the second way is you can't understand what they're saying at you. So you, it could be anything. The thing that bugged me the most was, and this happens every time I go away, run into South Africans. Oh, I, that happens to me as well. And what, what I find funny about South Africans when they travel, and maybe it's the, the fact that we were so isolated for so long that we, but there's this kind of weird expectation that the rest of the world knows what happens here. Nope. Or that our products are somehow international. We went out for, I went to visit uh, another good friend of mine. Uh, you know, I have others besides you. I've mentioned this before. I will hear none of this. You've met him. Um, Gareth. Gareth, yes. I went to visit Gareth and we went, <laughs> we went out for, for some pizza. And uh, Wait a sec, they have pizza in Israel? Got everything in Israel. What? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a full country. Wow. And we sat down and within, maybe it took two minutes. I hear this squawking, high-pitched, it's almost like a, give me a, an adjective for some kind of sound that an animal makes, but not an animal because it's a human, it, like a... Piercing yeah, shriek. Yeah, it's a shriek, a shriek, a banshee-like sound, and it cuts through everything. It, it's almost as if it's like a siren that cuts through everything. There'll be this normal hum of conversation, people enjoying themselves, you know, then this woman will be rude and demanding to a waitress. In, in other words, you reacted in the same way when a mother hears its baby cry from miles away. It's exactly like that. And, I was, and my, my uh, Gareth's wife turns to me and she says, yeah, look, there's a lot of South Africans oh, here. And the, South people, Africans. the people here, they really hate them. I was like, <laughs> really? I can't imagine why. Just be polite, be nice. Well, that, it, it, it's a, a rule that uh, in our house, and it, I've taken over one of my uh, favorite guilty pleasure movie, semi-pro with Will Ferrell, where the basketball team's motto is "Everybody love everybody." That's what I'm that, saying. That's what all you got to do. Everybody love everybody. That's all I'm saying. I just want people to be decent. But the, even speaking about it now, my blood is starting. To I boil. can see that, and and it reminds me. And I've told you this story before. So um, several years ago, when me and my wife, when then girlfriend, we went traveling, not as far afield as uh, as Israel, but we were in Zanzibar. And uh, we were also in one of these rooftop restaurants in Stone Town. And again, you know, you, you hear that accent and it's immediately familiar, yet, you know, your, your spirit drops. You're like, oh, you know, you, you, you don't want to hear local stuff when you're somewhere else. That's the point of going away is to have escapism. And there's this guy and <laughs> this tall, elegant looking waiter, he's standing there. And this chap is ordering a cream soda. And <laughs> unfortunately, this 
Tanzanian or um, Zanzibarian. I don't know how you what would you refer to the nationality as he's standing there and he's I'm sorry I, I don't understand what what would you like to drink a cream soda and he's now almost getting aggressive as if this idiot why how can you not understand that I want a cream soda a, a, a drink that is located to my country hundreds of kilometers away but you don't have it in your country and now you're a bigger idiot for not understanding what I want and it was the same. I saw the similar thing on an airplane. It was a Delta flight coming out of Miami. And <laughs> another gentleman asking for an appetizer. Now, you know, the, uh, the brash American service industry. And this woman immediately, top of her lungs, said, excuse me, sir, what are you saying? And he's like, an appetizer. And she's like, are you saying apple cider? <laughs> And he's like, no, so, appetizer. I still, remember, I still remember you telling me that story. That was, what, 13 years ago? More. Could be, yeah. And then, and then this woman, she's just looking at him and, and saying loudly, I, sir, I don't know what you're saying. You know, and eventually he just kind of cowered down and I think ordered a Coke. And back to the show. So speaking of uh, going away and uh, vacations and things like that, uh, I had a great time, by the way. I, I might be immigrating. I, I don't care for your well-being as long as you should come back and bring me chocolate. I did bring you chocolate. Yes, it's quite a, quite a hefty bag full of chocolate. Looks, I'm look, quite looking forward to eating it. And I'll curse you for uh, the pounds I put on because of it. I want to talk about a movie related to going away. And I don't think anyone does it better than the Griswolds. This summer, when you think vacation, think National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation. Better check under the hood. That's a classic. Now, this, this one is, takes me back to my childhood. And we're talking about uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, the very, very first. I think it was even the first movie that carried the National Lampoon's brand behind it, which eventually became, you know, I did various other movies, including Van Wilder. And this was a, a Chevy Chase classic. Now, for those that are not uh, as old as we are, and not that we're that old, but this this is from 1983, and it it was remade recently. Uh, when I say recently, it was probably 2016, yeah, something like that. And it's a it's the quintessential family road trip movie. I mean, this this was the type of movie that you used to record on a VHS tape or yes. from Mnet. This is before satellite TV and multiple channels. This was Mnet, where you had your little decoder and the remote never worked on it. We always had to do it manually, and um, You'd record the movies that came on either on late night or, you know, the repeats were sometimes in the, in the Sunday afternoon or whatever. And uh, National Apu's Vacation or Vacation, sometimes called, I mean, that's got a, that quintessential um, intro music. And Holiday Road. Yeah. Uh, I think Lindsay Buckingham. And, oh, that's, it's just full of great. I mean, it's, it's Chevy Chase. I mean, John Candy is just at the end there, but um, uh, Randy Quaid is. That's probably his most well-known name and um, role is as uh, Cousin Eddie. He looks young in that. Yeah, he's, they're very, it's 83, dude. I mean, when you think about 83, um, doesn't seem, you know, when we talk about the 80s, it's like what we said in a previous podcast. You know, I mean, the generation of, of, of today will refer to that as in the late 1900s, you know. And it was a movie by Harold Ramis who was in Ghostbusters, the, the late Harold Ramis, and written by John Hughes. And it, it's, it's got all the hallmarks of, a, of a, a quintessential 80s classic to it. And if you haven't seen it, you know, 
you do yourself a favor. It's full of great gags. Um, it's Chevy Chase at his best, at his very best, because he plays this nerdy father, Clark Griswold, who just wants to have a memorable family vacation, but like everything goes wrong. And no matter where they end up, something happens or something breaks or um, they get into an altercation with a truck driver or they visit their, their, their relatives and everything's kind of weird. It's it's just very very funny. So I've got a confession to make. The National Lampoon's Vacation movie I have seen, which I which I actually taped and saw this over and over again, was European Vacation, which I thought was hilarious. But I have not seen uh, Vacation. Get out! Get out! I can't. You're standing in front of the door. European Vacation I've also seen many times, and it's funny in its own way. But there's just something about like Vacation is like lightning in a bottle. It was just everything worked perfect and it's got all these little elements to it that are just so memorable about it even from the movie poster which is kind of that um you know almost it was if i could recall correctly it was painted by a science fiction um uh, artist cover artist that did conan and all that stuff yes it's that very uh, it's, it's like a stylized version of yeah of so sci-fi they've made poster. chevy chase muscular and he's standing on like a mountain and he's like reaching up as but instead of holding a sword it's a tennis racket and his wife and the children are all at his feet you know that typical i think they call it the king of the hill kind of pose or whatever and it's obviously it's just a satire of being the father figure and the hero but in this case everything goes wrong and even in the movie they have this terrible green station wagon which they call which is called the the wagon queen family truckster it's a fictional uh station wagon which if i recall correctly they actually just retrofitted a Buick or a Chrysler or something like that. And it's this, this, this big hunk of a, of a vehicle that's in itself a character within the story. And, you know, it's just as they hit the road and go to, through all the various states and just mayhem ensues. The only way I can actually come to terms with this is I've seen the remake. I haven't seen this. So I want to ask you a couple of questions about that because that's okay. the only frame of reference I've got. So the remake with Ed Helms. Yeah, and that one is he's the son. He's rusty. Yes. Now he's grown up and now he wants to recapture that holiday that he had with his father. And Chevy Chase makes the cameo at the end. And then, but it's the same kind of thing. They also buy some newfangled uh, car with, with two with, tanks. Yeah, and it's got, like <laughs> it, it, it somehow separates in the middle and the chairs turn around. And I so, found that very, I found that that movie, I thought it, it, there was a very fine balance between. Um, it being too mean, which a lot of family comedies are now. The kids all hate each other. And in the 80s movies, it was more, you know, kind of a chiding and more of like a kids being irritated with each other. Where now it's downright mean-spiritedness, mm. you know, like, and I didn't really care for that. But I thought this one was a little bit better and there were some great cameos in there. Uh, Hemsworth. Mm. I enjoy, I enjoy, and he, he was very funny. I mean, and people don't realize he's actually very, very funny guy. He's got great timing. Great you know, everyone thinks he's just Thorn, an action star, but he's, He's actually a very, very um, clever comedian, um, physically as well as as timing wise. I think he knows he knows how to do just more than that. It's not in the case where you know Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't think it, for all the the great stuff that he does, I know he does comedy as well, but I don't think he's got. He didn't. He wasn't able to. It was funny because it was this massive guy being trying to be funny, like in you know Junior or Kindergarten Cop or Twins or whatever. But uh, Chris Hemsworth is actually. The guy can act. He yeah. can actually act funny. That that whole thing in Ghostbusters where he's the the receptionist, you know, and he's kind of sticks his fingers through the lens because there's no lenses and he's yeah. a lot of that was just him ad libbed. 
They just let him go. Maybe you don't feel this way, but I think that there's a part of me that feels very bad for Chevy Chase in these movies because all he really wants is to just have some family time. Yes. And things just go wrong for this yes. man. Yes, and, and it escalates to the point, and I don't care that it's a spoiler, go watch it regardless. It's it's not like this is a a, a brand new film, but when they, you know, the, 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 the point of their journey is to get to the fictional Wally world, which is a, a Disneyland kind of place, and I think they filmed it at Six Flags, but um, so the whole point is to get to Wally World and have this perfect vacation and everything goes wrong along the way. And when they finally get to Wally World, it's closed for renovations. So at that point, he totally loses it and takes the, uh, the security guard hostage and makes him take them on the rides because that's all, like you said, that's all he wants. He wants this holiday and hello, high water, doesn't matter. I'll break the law if I have to. We are going to have this holiday. But we're going to be a family, <laughs> damn it. I, mean, I want everyone to do that. And I always, the part of me that always, and it's in both movies, it's, in fact, it's in um, it's in all three movies, is uh, him and Bev- Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, is it Beverly D'Angelo or is it Faye Dunaway? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. I'm surprised you didn't say Barbara Streisand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're worse than Faye Dunaway. Uh, That that there's like these, it's almost like a kind of a second honeymoon in a little kind of way, like the husband and the wife trying to to get amorous with each other and it always backfires. And, Manhood is always called into question, and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for it, honey. <laughs> no, there's a there's a raccoon in the tent. <laughs> but one of my favorite lines, and I actually I use it to this day. And I was actually explaining to my wife recently because I told her we we're going to be talking about this movie. I said, you know that line, what I say to because when, usually when she's in the shower, I'll say, "Can I wash your back?" And she's like, "No." How about your front? <laughs> and then Chevy Chase says that to you know he's just trying to get frisky with her, and she just wants to take a shower. I just, I Leave don't know why. Leave me be, stop pawing at that, me. That, uh, that's just a great line. I just love it. Well, I think I definitely have to watch this. And uh, there's a whole like epoch of movies from the early 80s. I don't know if you saw, did you ever see Funny Farm? Yes. Before Chevy Chase got actually, you know, I don't know what happened. Maybe you know, but I, apparently. I think Funny Farm was after vacation. Yes. And he's, he's a writer and then he, he retreats to the countryside or they buy a farm so that he can actually get his next novel out. And then I think he just gets into a feud with the neighbors and. There's a scene where he's eating bull testicles. That bull and, testicles thing. Yeah. yeah. That was the thing I love. I can't understand why people don't eat more of these. What are they? Bull testicles. Oh. <laughs> then he just starts spitting them out. Terrible. And it re- reminds me that when I was actually looking at how many movies he's been in, he's got a very storied career. I mean, it's, if you look at the movies, Fletch, Fletch Loves, Spies Like Us, Funny Farm, National Lampoons, two of those. The mm. guy was really, really making hay. Three Amigos. Three Amigos. Where did it go wrong? I'll tell you exactly where it went wrong. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I like that movie. I, I liked it as well, but it, it just it just propped. I and re- from then, if I, if I remember correctly, it's from then that he's, he's... Look, it doesn't help that from what I'm hearing, he's a bit of a dick. And, that, and, dick. and then that's why he was kind of kicked off community. And um, apparently he's a bit of a dick behind the scenes, which is, is a shame because in Caddyshack, that's another one. Again, he's just one of those people just got comic timing he it's, is just, a, it's just his delivery yes it's very Chevy Chase but it's just such a like that deadpan snarky little bit of sarcasm to it it's got that confidence where he's like wait maybe this guy that's just walked in here wearing a fake mustache is the guy that he claims to be yeah I mean one of our favorite scenes in Spies Like Us is where 
they get caught cheating on this exam and he's got, he's got the he's writing the exam and he's got the the answers on his and he's got a, a, a fake cast on and then he's got the like a roll of of paper in his mouth that he's pulling out slowly to read the but it's like so blatant but just so and a great movie if you haven't seen spies like us Jan Aykroyd and, and Chevy Chase where they're um they the scapegoats in some sort of a mock uh, invasion of what? Funny enough, in, Af- in Afghanistan, I think that comes full circle. Yes. Back to two guys lose the plot. So I'm going to take a look at Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation, the 1983 version. And you think it'll be worth my time? It'll definitely be worth your time. I've got a lot to do. Well, uh, I've, got what, a, I've got a march to attend and everything. That's true. You're always um, up for people's uh, individual liberties. But um, it's also got a few uh, familiar faces in there, which, uh, which I'd totally forgotten about. Again, I had a little read up on it and I watched the trailer that I haven't watched. But Eugene Levy's in that. He must have been very young. Yeah, he's like, you know, he wasn't wearing glasses and his hair was totally jet black. And then a very, very, very young uh, Jane Krakowski. What? She plays their cousin. And again, she's got a great line in that movie because her dad's um, Randy Quaid's Eddie, who's just, this, they live in a trailer, he just drinks beer and everything just seems a little bit inappropriate and almost borderline incestuous because the kids are talking, you know, adults are kind of having their thing and other kids are talking. And then um, obviously these kids are a little more experienced and, and she, she admits to the, the daughter, you know, my dad says I'm the best kisser. <laughs> it's like, uh, and everyone just kind of, you know, silently looks at each other like, oh, okay. <laughs> she must have been like 18. Hey? She must have been like 18. Nah, I think she was younger even. No. She could have, she must have been 14, younger. I can't even picture how she looks. She's always looked quite quite severe. In yeah, no, I've no, but you, you do recognize her, but I I totally forgotten it was her until I saw the cast list and I was like, oh shit, yes, that was her. That's it. I've got so, to watch this film. Side ponytail and everything. I, th- I hear that's coming back. You mm. should sport one. If only I could grow the hair. I hate to say this again, but there's finally a release date for Top Gun. Now, yes, and I'm he- I am hearing people are giving it a huzzah. I was dubious at first because I read an interesting article where, which said, look, it looks very cool, but has anyone been waiting for this movie? You have. Besides for me and, and other people who don't really have much going on in their lives. No, there's a, quite a few people. I mean, they they didn't cave. They decided to hang on to it. We're going to stream this thing. They weren't going to re-release it um, early and not, you know, a lot of people, and you underestimate the 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 level of, of uh, viewership for Tom Cruise and, well, nostalgic, nostalgic yeah, and the nostalgic wanting of, of, a, of a Top Gun too. I get it, but here's my concern, and this is a problem that I don't know if, you know, you worked in Hollywood for a while. Oh, yes, sorry, was right. it Hollywood or was it the right it, value? It was no- Nollywood, actually. Ah, yes, you were, you were there in Nollywood. Is that, are the people that want to see this, are there enough of the old people who want to see a new movie or are there enough new people that want to see this movie? I look <laughs> at the average, I look at my nephews, 16 and a little bit younger and things like that. Movies like this don't really, they're like, okay, yes, and? well. And this is where I'm going to blame the parents. Yes. Now, 
you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't mean to sound um, controversial here. You're but wrong. The, oh, but the parents. No, I'm just kidding. But in a way, my kids have seen the original Top Gun, and you know, they're how old are they now? Oh Good Lord. Uh, 11 and 8. They've seen the original Top Gun, so they've got a frame of reference. Um, I don't know. I think, like I, said, like I said, in a jokey way, it is up to the parents. I mean, if you don't expose your kids to classic, and I use inverted comma classic cinema, we're not talking Oscar winning stuff, but, you know, just the, the pop culture highlights. Um, I think it's important to know those things. I mean, my kids know Indiana Jones. They know Top Gun. They know the Batman films. Um, they know the mummy, um, you know, those, those ones that just kind of made a difference at the time and were quite um, influential on uh, pop culture at the time. I think it's still iconic. I agree with that 100%. And, but when I look at, yeah, some things are hokey and things like that, but I think for the majority of the, even the action sequences and the aerial photography, it holds up today. And Kenny Loggins' soundtrack, it can do no wrong. He did the Macarena. no. Kenny Loggins, actually, if you think about it, did a lot of 80s soundtracks. He did Caddyshack. I didn't know that. He did Footloose. Beverly Hills Cop, did he do? No, that was Axel Ev. Did, uh, what did I just say? What was the movie I just said? Footloose and Top Gun. Is he still alive? Yes, I think he is. We should pay him a visit. We should. Uh, You play tennis with him on Sundays, one of your partners. Yeah, he's got a wicked backhand. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to it. You've seen the trailer. What do you think? I am looking forward to it. I I just think Tom Cruise, unfortunately, he he hasn't let Maverick, and I'm going to use the term, Maverick age well. It looks like he's, you know. He's holding on to it. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to, you know, let him mature, it looks like Maverick's had plastic surgery, which Tom Cruise has. But you mean as a character or as the person? Both. I think he lets the uh, the person of Tom Cruise, his physical abilities oh, kind of affect a little bit. So, you know, instead of, Letting Maverick be the Tom Skerritt character from the original movie, you know, he's, dignified. Yeah, and... he's trying to no, trying to still be a a hotshot, and you can see. I mean, I don't know what he's done to his face lately. He's looking very malleable and puffy. I think he looks quite good in this one. That John Hamm is in this. So weird. He oh, looks more of a can do like, no wrong. Like more of a, you know, like he's settled into his age and things like that. And um, Ed Harris is in this as well. Jennifer Connelly. Um, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. I don't care for him. No, I think he. I think he would be. He's Goose's son. Yes, and I think that's smart. I think physically he kind of looks like him, and I think he's got the acting chops to kind of be that, you know, smart-mouthed rookie kind of thing. I'm very looking forward to it. The thing I'm looking forward to the most is I wonder which conflict they get. The Cold War's over. Well, maybe for now, but uh, the Cold War's over, and that was a lot of movies were. Using that as the big bad guy, the Soviets back in the eighties, and now I wonder who this this new protagonist is going to. Uh, antagonist be, is going to be. It's probably be themselves. It's probably some sort of il- internal um, conspiracy. No, it won't. Do you think? Things so. are. I think uh-huh. it'll be some. They'll make up a country or aliens. Could be aliens. Someone should do that. You know what would be a great movie is mm, if mm. is if aliens came down to Earth mm, and there was an F eighteen mm. pilot just like Tom Cruise mm, and he went mm. into dogfights with alien ships. Ooh, and, and it would be nice if it culminated on some sort of a American holiday of pride. It's true. Labor Day. That's the one. No one wears white after <laughs> Thanksgiving. Labor Day. That's the one. This turkey's cooked. Well, I'm gonna ask Tom to come see that movie with us in case you get drunk and cause a scene like last time. Well, only if we go into the, the cinema that serves the booze. Yes. In fact, I think I'll have myself a, 
What's a good whiskey? Famous grouse? Maybe. I think you should have a sherry in those little glasses. I'm not 75 yet. Mm -hmm. Starting to look it. Two Guys Lose the Plot is written by Lee Herman and Stephen Lewis. Got a question or a suggestion for the show? Email twoguys at talltales.co.za. Get more episodes on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. This was a Tall Tales production.